All right, folks. Welcome to another episode of the K Stream podcast. I'm Jeff Kozlowski, uh, and thanks to uh, Restream today, I am broadcasting. We're live on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. So, um, hope you can tune in. If if not, this will be up on all the podcast channels later on. And speaking of Restream, I'm so excited to actually have the virtual events manager uh, with Restream on the show today. Uh, she's also a host and producer of her own podcast, Social Media News Live. Grace Duffy, thank you so much for being a part of the show today. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking me to be on the show today. I'm very excited to be here with you and your audience. Absolutely. And, and you know, I, I know I love talking live, stre live streaming and I'm, I'm thinking being an employee of Restream, you like talking live streaming too, right? Yeah, I pretty much do. I cause you know, again, like you mentioned, my background is, you know, I, I'm new to Restream. So I just started about a month ago. So I'm learning more about the tools from this side of it, from the, you know, business side of it. But I'm certainly not new to live streaming. I've produced and co-hosted my own live show and podcast for several years. And again, launched uh, from that launched a new news show. So I've, I've been on I've been on your side of it for quite some time. <laughs> And talk a little, so talk a little bit about your role. What does the virtual events manager do for Restream? Oh, absolutely. So I manage our sponsorships at industry events, both big and large. So, you know, we'll do things from sponsoring um, a, a presence at, at big conferences. And then, you know, we'll also work with individual companies on webinars that they're doing or small summits that they're doing. So I manage all of those uh, opportunities. And I also look after a yeah, our top tier video experts and pros. Now we work with a lot of influencers within our industry. I think the number, don't have the exact number, but it's over 500. And of those, we work with a number of top tier video, uh, live video experts and pros. And many of them host uh, weekly or biweekly shows on Restream's YouTube and Facebook channels. You'll also see them on LinkedIn. So these are people like Stephanie Liu of Lights Camera Live, uh, Scott Ayers on Live Streaming Labs, it's also our Shergora Pulse. Uh, I was just on a show today with Ian Anderson Gray. He does a show on being confident on camera. So we try to cover all aspects of live streaming, like all the different things that you might um, you might need to know. And then uh, once a week, we also our company also does a live uh, Q and A, which we can talk about. We'll we'll probably talk about in a little bit more. But it's called Live Stream with Restream, and it is a Ask Me Anything style. Q&A demo program where people are, users are literally asking us like, how do you do this? And then we're like, oh, well, let me share my screen with you and show you how we do that. So very hands-on. And so and you can see these shows on our channels. Yeah. And I, I love that concept. And I've been following one one thing too. I think that your colleague, Anya, mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure if that's how you say it, it's something she's yep. doing on LinkedIn, the 92nd yes. um, tips uh, and you know just kind of diving deep into one specific thing within Restream and and I, you know, the last couple, I've just been like, oh my gosh, these are, this is so great. Just like such, you know, it, they're, yep. they're a minute and a half, but from yep. things like, you know, um, making a stream exclusive, like going live with it yep. on all of your channels, but then yep. making, you know, then taking it to a Facebook group to, um, to kind of make it exclusive to them or without stopping your stream or, yeah. um, you know, stuff like that. I, I, what was another one I'm trying to, um, remember what I saw. Oh, oh, it's, it's like, uh, re-airing scheduling be, yeah. using restream to be able to schedule, uh, a, a re-airing of a previous stream, I think is an excellent feature. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that's something that's new to us. Uh, it, that's exclusive to us. It's just the ability to upload pre uh, pre recorded content into your it, you know do it as a lot you know, upload it to your all of your channels. And one of the beauty things about uh, restream is that it allows you to multi stream to multiple places. So as you mentioned, you're in your group, you could also be public on a Facebook page, you can go on your personal profile, you could go on, you know, we could be going live on restreams YouTube channel now as well as your own. So it's one of the it's uh, I think I believe the only platform that allows you to stream to multiple, multiple YouTubes, multiple Facebooks, right? Multiple. Well, LinkedIn's a little different. So you can still yeah. just, I think you can just go to profiles right now, but if you have LinkedIn live, it is huge for engagement. So. Yes. LinkedIn. I, I do a lot of full-time work, uh, in, in the streaming world and, and LinkedIn has just been, um, LinkedIn live has been such a great addition, uh, for, for our clients. So just, you know, before we, I think, you know, one thing I want to really focus on in this conversation are things like uh, that people may not think about as far as what happens when your live stream is over. You know, it's not it's not just about what happens live, but first, just kind of in your mind, what are the just kind of general advantages to going live versus doing like a pre-produced video? You know, when you asked me that question last week when we talked, I, I put it out on this Facebook group of, of social media marketers and I said, you know, not selling you anything. I'm just curious, all you people that are, we're doing the job every day, right? Like, what do you prefer? And so, a lot of the reasons to go uh, to go with pre-record video is they really want a polished, perfect look. They really want to control the narrative. They want to control the timing. Um, you know, one of them was a, a theater company, and so the time when their crew or their tech or their uh, cast would be available were just really odd hours that the regular, you know social media audience wouldn't necessarily be on. And so, it makes sense to record videos when they're available, and then and then to um, you know, distribute them when, when your audience is awake, right? Uh, some of them were afraid of feedback. Uh, one of them actually said that they belong to a button-up nonprofit and it would be disastrous if any real behavior, human behavior took place. <laughs> none of these sound like very, other than the theater company, none of these places sound like very fun places to work, right? But I totally understand that uh, there's a place for pre-recorded video. So, uh, and there's a lot of industries in which it's highly regulated. You have to really control the narrative. I would imagine there are a lot of companies right now that you can think of where you have to be really careful how you're messaging things and you don't want to accidentally say something, right? Um, I think pre-recorded video has its place in a in employee recruitment. If you're doing a sizzle reel, if you're doing really those those short marketing videos, you mentioned the, those 90-minute videos that Anya who is my manager actually is doing, it's an experiment, it's an experiment on micro content. And so those are just 90 second things. So of course you want them to be pre-recorded, right? Um, so a funny story is I was when I was interviewing for jobs, they actually, it was this platform where they had employees pre-record, uh, <laughs> pre-record questions, and then you would have to answer them live. So you had 30 seconds to collect your thoughts and four minutes to answer the question. Have you ever had to do something like that? Have you ever been in that? No. Yeah. I uh, I asked one of my friends who works at the company, like, what do you do? Like, what advice do you have? And she's like, well, I never had to do that, but don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Check. <laughs> so, and I think the lesson you get from that is like, but I've been doing video interviews this whole time and never had a problem, but sitting there and doing this. And so there is you know, there is a value in this human connection. There is a value in this vulnerability. There's a little value in, we can go a little bit long. I don't have 30 seconds to think about my, I'd probably think about it really quickly, but it was that format. So, you know, I think doing live 
pre-recorded video does have its place, but it is off-putting. It's not very, you don't very connect very well with it. And, you know, and if you're going live for the purpose of, of increasing your awareness and increasing your engagement and, you know, getting your content throughout the world, you know, live video is, there's none other than live video, I believe, right? So it increases your social media engagement, increases your, increases your, you know, your presence. It elevates you professionally, right? The ability to go on camera and to talk eloquently, you hope, right? About a topic matter really elevates you and builds up your confidence, people's confidence in you, in your business, in what you have to say. And, you know, to be able to talk about your business, um, it allows you to connect with your community. You know, as you're, we're going live, you're probably getting comments, you're getting uh, feedback from people and you can answer and you know, interact with them on a more personal level. It's relatable, it's uplifting, it enables your brand to meet its customers. Um, you know, I mentioned our, our live Q&A. Well, you know, that's a partnership we do with marketing and with support. And so you have a support person there talking exactly about what are the product updates and we're using that every day to improve our product, right? That feedback that we're getting from people that are actually power users of it or just getting started with it, like what is it that they'd like to see? And then of course, um, when you go live, you can go live in multiple places. So, mm -hmm. you, you know, you and I talked about LinkedIn. So when you upload a video on LinkedIn, you, you have 10 minutes, right? You have 10 minutes to get that video up there. But if you can go live, you can go live for, I've been up there for an hour. So there's, there's like no limit. I don't know what the limit is. There probably is one. They probably want you to not go live the whole time. But, um, <laughs> you know, I do know that there is a limitation for uploaded video of 10 minutes. So, mm -hmm. you know, whereas lives, we've gone on there for longer. It's amazing. The the, the thing, the work in my in my full-time job, when I'm working with guests on on remote live productions, they're, I always tell them like, yeah, our, our broadcasts typically go between like 20 and 30 minutes. And they're like, oh, that that's so long. There's no way I'm going to be able to fill that. But it's amazing. Like once you get into it, all of a sudden you snap your fingers and it's been like 45 minutes and you're like, oh, wow, I'm talking a lot. It helps to go live with someone else, right? Oh, yeah. So I, it really helps. I know a lot of people tend to go solo, in which case, you know, um, it, it is a lot easier to to have your prepared statements, right? And to, uh, but I think going live, it's more of a conversation, it's more dynamic. And you're having that conversation, you're going live to an audience, at least on social, you're getting that live interaction where you're giving them that feedback, where they're giving you that feedback. Yeah, and and you kind of touched on this too. I have, I've seen, you know, I've done a lot of streaming and I've also done a lot of pre-produced videos that we would then air live. And it's, you know, I swear it, I, I would make the case that it's almost easier to just go live in yeah. some cases because it is so clear that, you know, folks start to think about if it's pre-recorded, like, okay, I have multiple takes to get something, get my point across. So if I slip up on a word, I can just redo it. And I think that, you know, we get in our heads and it, and then like you said, you know, it doesn't come off as authentic. Um, it's, it's just a little more, I think that's the main piece. It's just not as as authentic, conversational as like a, a live streaming would be. As as you know, if you're a a business, like that's who your customers are going to relate to. You know, more mm -hmm. than something scripted. Mm -hmm. The hardest thing, I, I mean, I went live and and I did it kicking and screaming. I didn't want to do it. I was doing all the content <laughs> behind. One day they're like, "You need to do this," and I said no. And they're like, "You're going to do this," and I said no. And Finally, I did it, right? So, um, but the most nerve wracking thing I've ever done is record flash briefings for Alexa enabled devices. And mm -hmm. that's not video. It was it was a minute and a half. 
It wasn't, it wasn't, it was just me and my voice and my editing software. And like, it took me four hours to just wow. do that one thing, right? When I first started doing it and to record it and to get the voices right. And um, because, you know, if I say something and my voice sounds a little flat, well, you see my face is like, I'm not bored. I'm not, you know, I'm elevated, right? But then when I'm listening to the sound of my voice, I was just like, oh my God. So, <laughs> um, and, and whereas like I could get on camera and just talk to you. Like I did that this morning with someone, they're like, hey, get on camera with me. I'm like, all right, let's do this, you know, so. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it's so much easier, like you said, when you have somebody else to talk to, I've, I've, you know, it, it's, it hasn't been too long since I did my first stream by myself. And mm -hmm. it is, you know, while I'd much rather do that than a recorded video, it is, a, it is, you know, you just have, you, you, you very much have to have a plan, I think, to keep yourself on track and, and all of that. Whereas, I don't know, having a conversation, you can go off on tangents and it just kind of flows. Yeah. Um, like a so conversation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and so, um, you know, with all of that, you know, I get when, when I'm trying to make the case for streaming, you know, any, the, the pushback sometimes that I get is like, what, um, okay. So what, what about the, the ROI or, or so, okay, we go live, but then is that it? So, you know, you and I had a conversation a couple weeks ago, just ahead of this podcast and you, you know, rattled off a, a ton of different things that people can do with a live stream once it's over. And we hit on one earlier of being able to, you know, just use that video in not just, um, you know, like, like me personally, I love taking my live recorded videos and then, you know, I like video editing. So I'll go take it and cut it up and maybe I can, then I have like 45 minutes worth of content to maybe share on my channels, my social channels later. And I, I love having that or, um, 45 minutes worth of audio that I can share somewhere later on. But, um, you know, you mentioned a couple things in particular, like webinars, email, mm -hmm. um, you know, restream being, you being able to upload, um, streams that already happen as, and, and scheduling them to rear. Can you talk about some of those things and, and like how, how valuable that is? Oh, absolutely. So live video can come in a lot of different forms. We always see it in one way or another, like you'll see a Facebook live or you'll see people going live on, on LinkedIn or you'll see stories or whatever, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of different ways in which you can use live video. So we're in the restream studio right now. And so for those, those listening to it, you know, it's a, it's a live video podcast where you, you see the two of us, or you see me right now and you see it's branded restream it uh, on my end of it. I see or no, on your end of it, you'll see comments. I see how many users, right? So I actually use Restream Studio for my video calls. So when Jeff and I talked a few weeks ago, we we used the, it was just a one-on-one -on -one call. But within the studio, you can create these captions, you can create these questions, you could create unique backgrounds, you can fully brand it. And so I think someone like you, Jeff, with your agency. Um, you know, if you're inviting people to it work, it functions like Zoom, you send a link and, you know, it's just like you did with me yesterday, you send a link, you schedule this and you send a link to me. And, um, and then, you know, I just, I just, you never publish, right? You never go, you don't go live necessarily, but you could use this as a fully branded space in which, you know, we could be talking, you could be talking to me as a client and have your, have your company logo, you know, bring up examples of your past work, right? You can, uh, you know, have the colors be what whatever you want them to be, right? You can have the background be whatever you want to be. And so, you know, there's another way that you can take those video calls. You could use this tool to take your video calls. And that's live video too, right? You're both on camera. And I think people are used to that kind of interface with Zoom. 
So that's one. Another uh, another use case for it is, you know, educational webinars. So this morning, our company actually partnered with Agora Pulse in their social media manager school, and we produced a webinar in partnership with them about how to use live streaming to amplify your audience and increase your engagement in the coming year. So we present, and so that was another way in which we use this live streaming. Now we're going live directly into uh, this this school, this membership site, right? Um, and, and so that's another way that you could use live video. So especially now where people aren't necessarily getting together, uh, that is a good, uh, that's a good tool. Um, live talk shows and interviews like the one we're having right now. You know, I mentioned that uh, Restream has a whole slate of, of, of live videos that broadcast on our channel, and we do this five days a week. Uh, and then you know you can re you can take those events, you can take those videos, and either repurpose them or keep them live on your channel. So we keep ours live for channels so people can rewatch them and access them in the future. But you know there is you do have the ability once you're done to go back and edit and you know cut it out, trim it up, you know add really good SEO to it, add timestamps, all that stuff. So that's another way that you could just repurpose this content, which I know we'll talk more about in a minute. Um, you know I think we are all gotten into live streaming events and you know everything from dance classes to school has gone online and so you know you see a lot more people are used accustomed to training and that's not something that uh people were necessarily keen on before the pandemic before everything shut down and we had to go online right so um, I know in a, a lot of a local volunteer group I'm in that they were very much in person. Well, we do things in person. And it took them a while to get used to it. This actually opened up opportunities. It's opened up training. And then I think, you know, especially when you have a product announcement. Now, I know some people don't necessarily want to go live every single day. And that's that's fine. But, you know, when you have a product announcement or something cool or some promo that you want to do, going live is a great way to get that attention. You know, I talked about live stream with with Restream, which is our weekly demo show. But there's also um, one of my favorite examples of this is there's a local clothing store here, secondhand ladies clothing store that they have a strong Facebook presence. And every, I think every Tuesday they go live with the new merchandise that they're selling in the store and they're interacting with, with customers and people are actually buying from these live videos, right? So, um, and that's just a, you know, a, a small retailer, right? And then, of course, behind the scenes, sneak peeks. And so, you know, and we have several case studies on, or a few case studies on each of these, how each of these things are being used in the wild. That reminds me, I a local um, wine shop near where I live, they use, I think they only, I've only seen them live on Facebook in particular, but yeah. they do just great. The I, I don't know, and I, I'm not sure if they're like, if one of them is the owner of the store and somebody else, the other person works there, what they're exact roles are but they work at the shop and they you know since covid and and this mm -hmm. remote world took effect they they go live and do like they'll be outside sitting by a fire and they're tasting new wines that they have at the shop and they're just having a conversation they're just yeah. talking about what they think of the wine how it tastes or and i they've recently started adding in food pairings to go with their life yeah. their uh, wine tastings and they're they're so entertaining and it's just um like you said that kind of that kind of conversation, that relaxed mm -hmm. atmosphere, is so fun um, on, on a live stream. So mm -hmm. there's there it's so it's so versatile, I think, and and yep. um, and kind of going back to like what happens when live streams are over. 
one thing that I, I'm all like a, an internal dilemma, and this is going back to you know one of the tips that Anya posted about scheduling a previously aired live stream to go up again and an air live. I've, I see before, you know, I always kind of think like, is it okay to do something like that? Like, it, I, you know, I always think like, um, you know, as a, a kid or even like my favorite TV series, like when, you know, the, the week before like the last episode is supposed to air, they do like one of those episodes where they look back at all the highlights or something <laughs> like that. I'm like, oh, is that a cop out? Or, yeah. or like, is it, um, you know, or even like, you know, as a kid, some of my favorite TV series would end and then they'd, you know, on that same time slot from then moving forward, they would air reruns. And I'm just like, oh. so is it like, you know, I, I, but, but in, in a lot of cases too, I'm like, I love that because if you have a successful stream, right. not everybody can tune in live. Not everybody right. can um, be there during the time slot that you allotted. So if it was, high performing i mean is it okay like is that like a good best practice to think like oh maybe we should air this one again well i think there's a lot of ways that you can repurpose the video um you know which we'll get into and i think like re like putting it out there again like yeah if you want to put it out there with a different perspective or a format that i would like to see is like okay we go live you know you and i have this interview you chop down the individual parts and then you would talk to someone else like maybe in the live streaming or someone else using live streaming or a B2B person, then you'd be like, okay, well, Grace said this, right? Like, what do you think about this? How are you using it? And then you're getting a different perspective on it. So there is a lot of ways in which you can take this pre-recorded content and make mm -hmm. it interesting, right? Uh, there's a debate on whether or not you can keep, you should keep your live streams on your channel. And some people delist them or unlist them right afterwards, right? For whatever mm. reason. But I think if you put in the time to prepare for the show, which you have, right? Um, you know, you have it well branded, you have it, you, your title is like SEO perfect. And, <laughs> you know, and you've got this really great description, it's really great dress, and you, it's continuing. And if it's continuing to provide value, I see no reason to keep it up there. Um, some advice I would give is, is, you know, live streams tend to like, you know, th it's a conversation, it goes back and forth, you know, you have your beginning, you have your end. And, you know, you can go right into YouTube's uh, creator studio, you don't even have to use a third party tool, but you can go in there and clip, you know, trim different parts of it, mm -hmm. so clip out like the beginning countdown, right? Or the hellos or, oh, hey, you know, Helen, glad you're here. You know, that kind of stuff, right? Yes. Uh, you can trim that up and then you can trim out even some of the parts in the middle that maybe, you know, you saw your audience take a dip, you know, come back up and then trim the end. And then you have like a shorter video, which is just very concise and continues to provide value for you long term, right? So and then it also depends on the platform that you're using it on. So on Facebook, um, you know, video tends to last like a minute and then, you know, you're moving on to the next thing. But then you're seeing that on YouTube, you're seeing on, especially if you've got really good searchability SEO on your thing and it can provide value, right? So Vimeo, it stays on there. Um, I know, you know, when you're uploading video onto Pinterest, that, uh, that, that can even have a longevity of up to two years, right? You're still wow. getting traction on it. So I think it really depends. And then of course, LinkedIn, I'm still trying to get my mind around LinkedIn video because like I will see content on there from like a week ago, whereas, you know, I'll be on Facebook and it's like, oh, I only see stuff that's been posted within the last day, right? Mm -hmm. So you're seeing a, lo a longer, long, uh, there's a longer tail on some content depending on the different platforms that you have it on. So I think there is value in keeping it up there and continuing to nurture it if you're seeing that it's continuing to provide value. And I love, I hadn't even thought about that first point you made in 
you know, when I, if I, when I do this again with a different guest, I can then, if we're talking about a similar topic or something, you know, I can say, oh, you know, here's, uh, now that you mentioned that, I want to show this quote from Grace Duffy with Restream. She had yep. something interesting to say on that. You know, wh what are your thoughts? And it's almost kind of like, a, you know, you just add in that extra element right. um, and, and you're still getting use out of your old live streams. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a lot of ways that you, you know, a lot of ways that you can continue. And I say as, as long as the video is continuing to get traction for you, continue to provide value, it's positioning you as a leader in your industry, keep it up. Yeah. And and so I think, uh, you know, just the last couple things here. Um, the, it, I know me personally, something I struggled with in getting started was that I think I focused just too much on all of the bells and whistles. Like I love <laughs> like the lights in the background or like my mic or um, graphics and whatnot. Like it's, it is, there, there's just so many cool things you can do with live streaming, but it's hard to do it all at once or, or, yeah. you know, it's nice to gradually add things maybe to your stream. So yeah. do you have any, you know, what are maybe like one or two easy things that people can do to kind of instantly level up a live stream you know is it some maybe something somebody could add right now that that you know you think is like so, something every live stream should have well i was producing like a live show way before i was on it on camera right so i was already providing value or providing you know the direction providing the content and so i think that's where people really need to uh focus on is that content right and so if you know i the person that I co-host with is really good with graphics and I'm really good at like, you know, lining up that content and coming up with questions. So I think a lot of it is you don't have to do this by yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So I've always worked with a really incredible team, whether it was on camera or behind the scenes on how to do all this stuff, right? So I think the quickest way to level up is to um, figure out what your strengths are and then and then hire, so to speak, or, or you know, for those places where, you know, I really need this, but I don't, it's not my thing. I'd rather be playing with graphics. I'd rather be doing, you know, so for me, I was like, I had to go on camera and I was like, I told my husband, like order lights and camera. He's like, which one? I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I, <laughs> I probably shouldn't something. say that. I probably shouldn't say that. Right. Like I've totally, <laughs> I've, I've, I've leveled up over the time and I've figured out some things. Right. So there's always something new to learn, something new to do. But I think, you know, my focus has always been on providing the value and providing the content. And so partner with someone that does that. Right. And I would love to partner with someone that is really good at the graphics and the lights and the camera. Right. So yeah, that's the fun stuff. <laughs> it is the fun um, stuff. At least I, you know, I was telling, I, I was, I had a, I did a, a stream Sunday um, and, and we were talking, the guests and I were talking about Amazon live and I am just, it's so funny. Like I could sit and watch somebody, you know, a lot of the streams I watch, like I'll be searching for some cool background lighting for my stream or like a microphone. Mm -hmm. And then like on that product page, there's a live stream. And it's just like some guy sitting at his desk. I think he was just working, but he was kind of monitoring the comments. He had a super cool setup. Yep. Uh, all of these just like huge screens and lights and everything. And and I I was finding myself just fascinated. He's sitting there watching that for like 30 minutes, listening to him like recommend products or listening to him mm -hmm. answer people's questions. So um, you know, I can I can get caught up in that stuff easily. And it's easy to forget like the mess, you know. Focus on your, if it's a good message um, and, and, you know, the, the, your your content is 
relevant to your audience, I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll listen. Yeah, absolutely. So to, to kind of round this out, Grace, I won't take up too much of your time. Um, let's, you know, here we are, we're a month or a little over a month into 2021. What is, and, and I think just since last March, when, when COVID kind of came around and, you know, from March to now, I think it's just amazing the sort of revolution almost we've seen in remote production and, and live streaming and virtual events. I mean, what, what else is there? I mean, any, any trends that you want to touch on that might make an appearance this year or something that we can, that we'll build upon that already exists? Oh yeah, absolutely. So I think a big trend and as, as someone that's been watching the industry for a long time is live shopping. So uh, it was around May or June of 2020 in which Facebook and Instagram launched their live shopping feature. Now they launched their shops feature, right? Where you could host shops and that was supposed to help small businesses, you know, who may not have had an e-commerce presence level up in that area. And then with that, they rolled out live shopping. Now, granted, like they're just experimenting with this with, um, uh, with certain types of products, right? So it would have to be something that you could stock and ship quickly. There's a lot of parameters around it, but that phenomenon of shopping within the platform without leaving it is a big is, is a big mm. thing coming, right? So this past December, right uh, before the, I call it the high shopping season, <laughs> um, TikTok hosted a, a holiday shopping extravaganza, or maybe it was a spectacular, I don't remember. It was some <laughs> grand word, right? And it was a partnership with Walmart in which they were going live and they had their TikTok influencers and they were actually in a store. Now, granted, this was probably like a set that was set up as a store, maybe, right? And it was literally, but from my point of view, they were literally picking up merchandise off the rack and styling it and pairing it. And then you could buy it right then and there. Right. Oh. And so they did this over several hours. I watched like 10 minutes of it, you know, just to get <laughs> the feel right. Um so that's something that platforms are experimenting with. And then YouTube is also experimenting with live shopping in which, you know, you'd have a YouTube video and then as a product pop up, that'd be like something that comes up on the bottom that says you can buy it right now all without leaving the platform. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's something to pay attention to. And I think um, more indirectly, you know, we've seen we've seen some case studies in which, uh agencies and and uh, one of them is a commercial photographer who have used live video to sell their products and to mm -hmm. and to use it to um, so they're not necessarily you're not necessarily buying products necessarily as they go there but it is you know that's still that using live video to sell mm -hmm. so that's a big trend I think you're going to see a lot more cross posting so we talked about LinkedIn a lot have you gotten into LinkedIn stories yet barely <laughs> yeah what Just a little bit. What do you think of them? Well, I th you know, one thing I find interesting, I mean, I I like that they're there, you know, as so far, I haven't seen like a swipe up feature to go somewhere else. They're keeping you on the platform, I, I think, at least, uh, you know, last I checked, I haven't mm -hmm. um, posted one in the in the last few weeks. But um, so so that kind of stands out to me that that there's no like oh swipe up to view this mm -hmm. to go somewhere else and also i noticed recently at least on my feed it's no longer at the top they've kind of no. you know now that you scroll a little bit and then the stories pop up so that it, it's um you know i think for like you know kind of like what people use instagram stories for event coverage or i could mm -hmm. see like you know 
career development events, maybe like live coverage of something like that being good for stories. I don't know. What, what about you? Well, I haven't actually posted on there, right? Uh -huh. But I do watch it. I watch, but stories has become a thing that is, is standard, right? I mean, I, I'm waiting for Microsoft Excel stories to launch, right? Like, <laughs> I, I, I think I really have some formulas I want to get out there. But, you know, I think as, you know, it's so you're going to see more of that smaller content. You're going to see more of those opportunities to cross post. You're going to see people, you know, posting on Facebook, along Instagram, along Snapchat, um, you know, YouTube stories, uh, clips, mm -hmm. I think is, or maybe they have YouTube stories. Anyway, I get them confused. But anyway, so they they have a thing that stories feature. So I think that's another way that when you have this live video, right? And you know, you have this great video content, you can then repurpose on a lot of ways, do clips. We use a lot of tools for um Descript is one we, we use for uh, finding those video clips and that audio or that, you know, the text and whatever and put it in, mm. putting it out there. Uh, so that's another big trend is you're going to see a lot more cross posting, especially as these channels push stories more. Right. So um, and then, of course, Instagram with reels going after the, you know, Instagram's put a lot of money into reels so, to, yeah. uh, you know, to to enhance enhance that. So you're going to see more of that type of video content, especially as the channels are trying to, one, be all the same and then also differentiate themselves. Don't ask me how I don't quite know. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's like it's becoming almost easier to be everywhere. Like if right. you can be efficient enough with it, like I, right. you know, I was reading an article yesterday about how to easily add my podcast and make it linkable on Instagram yep. stories. So like if I go in to Spotify, I can share my episode. If I click the share icon on my episode, it gives me an Instagram stories option, sends it to Instagram stories with a link that says play on Spotify. I don't mm -hmm. even, I don't have to do anything. And yeah. it's like there, there I'm on, I'm on two more platforms. It's, yeah. um, it's cool. Yeah. So one of the things we do is we use like After Effects and Premiere, which are two Adobe products, right. Mm -hmm. To create those clips to create those like teasers right those visual highly visual teasers to go on social media platforms we also you know we've also used audiograms in the past to uh take a clip of that audio and then make it a story and then publishing that with a link to our where you can catch the podcast so um and i've also heard that um repurposing things for igtv is a mm -hmm. huge is huge right so especially now that they've included igtv into the feed um you know, and then also you can always repurpose your videos into you know, your company website or sending them as part of your email marketing campaign and including videos as part of your marketing funnel. I think that's going to be a big, a big thing. You're going to see a lot more unscripted entertainment, mm. more raw user generated footage. You're going to see, um, and because it's highly relatable, right? The same way as like yeah. live video and being human is relatable. You're going to see more of that, more experiences. And then I think purpose-driven going to, I think, purpose-driven content. That's awesome, Grace. And, and any, anything else before we wrap up here, any other points you want to, you wanted to touch on that we didn't get a chance to talk about? I think we're good. Do we have, <laughs> I mean, I think I co we covered all the topics. Absolutely. Yes. And, and so if people want to learn more about you or, or your work or restream, where, where should they go? You can go to restream.io slash welcome. It gives you, uh, it'll give you a tour of our, of our 
tool and how to use it. Uh, you know, we are, you can find us on Facebook and YouTube. Again, we have a whole uh, series of shows. And so everything from how to do this, how to produce this, what tech do you need? Uh, you know, how do you, how do you make sense of these video metrics? And then also how to use the tool. We have all that content available to you. And where can people find your social media news live show? Uh, you can search social media news live and YouTube and on Facebook. I think that's our big place right now. Okay. We're trying to figure out a way to get it to our YouTube, our LinkedIn page. But right now it's going live on my co-host Jeff C's uh, on his, uh, well, he's the host right now, but he's on his uh, personal channel. So that's okay. where you can find us. And we broadcast live on Fridays at uh, 10 a.m. Central, 10 p.m. Central, 10 <laughs> awesome. a.m. Central. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Grace, for your time and being a part of the podcast. It is much appreciated and have a wonderful rest of your week. You too. Thank you for having me. Once again, that was Grace Duffy with Restream. She's the virtual events manager with the company. Thank you so much. And if you've made it this far, please give the podcast a five-star rating and review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. It would be much appreciated. And of course, stay tuned for some upcoming podcasts. I'm excited about a few of the guests we have lined up. So please look out for those. And until then, be safe, be well, and take care.